Welcome into this episode of Show Your Scars with Jordan and Angeli, a look inside the journey back from a devastating injury. We may not choose for this to happen to us, but we appreciate who we become in the process. Now let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. Guys, I don't know about you, but I have hundreds of old t-shirts that carry meanings and memories and I don't know what to do with them. I put them in a box, they sit there, but I can't give them away. Q Project Repat. They are taking old t-shirts and turning them into new blankets so you can see those memories every single day. Project Repat has produced over 200,000 blankets and they're all custom. You send in the shirts, they make it so easy, and on the back they put fleece that's made out of recycled plastic. So not only is it warm and cozy, but it's helping the environment as well. Project Repat also stands for repatriating textile jobs back to the U.S. There are now 50 people making t-shirt blankets in this country. All in all, this is awesome, you guys. A turnaround time is two to four weeks. You can have anything from a 16 shirt blanket to a 64 blanket. Since you guys are avid listeners to Show Your Scars podcast, you get a special 30% discount on your own Project Repat blanket. Go to Project Repat, that's Project R-E-P-A-T dot com, and use the code SHOWYOURSCARS to get your memories turned into a cozy blanket now. Do it. It's the perfect time. Hey, everybody. I am so excited for this week because I've had this interview for a little while now, just waiting to release it when we have this series of the our supporting cast, so people around us that help us through injury. And today is all about coaches, and I had the extreme pleasure of talking to Kelly Harper, formerly Kelly Jolly, and she played at the University of Tennessee women's basketball in the 90s. So anybody who knows anything about sports knows If you were a women's basketball player for Tennessee in the 90s, you won a few championships. And Kelly Harper did just that. She won three national championships under the leadership of the late, great Pat Summit. And during the middle of Kelly's championship run, the three years in a row when they won, she actually tore her ACL and missed half of her second season of play. She remarkably got back in three months. Her first ACL that she did in high school, she got back in two months and three weeks. So I think it's a good reminder that every single person's injury recovery is different. And you can't compare yours with somebody else's because your body is completely physiologically different than every other human on this earth. That is why it is so cool to be a human. We are unique in so many different ways. But Kelly Harper talks to us about many different things that I feel like are relatable and important in her injury recovery and how she got back. She just talks about the presence of Pat Summit, and I have a little bit of a giddy moment because Pat Summit to me is someone that I always looked up to and will continue to look up to, and I, I feel like Kelly Harper feels the same how she calls Pat Summit a gritty one because she too was a member of the ACL club and she too knew what it meant to uh, fight back for something that you love to do. How her commitment story at Tennessee played out and how she signed and kept with her commitment to U- to Tennessee because of the care of Pat Summit. That How that all plays out is really interesting. How a dining room table in her mom 
are important in her rehab story. Her rehab was hard, but they only slowed down if she had pain, swelling, or lack of range. She just feels blessed with the trainer and the, the team that she had around her to help her back. She talks about her mindset and how she changed it from being a season where she was going to impact the team on the court to one where she was going to just do something different. She talks about a helpless feeling she had when her team wasn't doing well and she knew that there was nothing that she could do on the court to help them. She mentions why she was shaking her first games back and how she remembers those two games very, very vividly. How there's opportunity in, in injury and as a coach, how her, her view might be a little bit skewed about injury recovery, yet she can share with all of the people that she coaches now how she can relate to them and find empathy in their situation. You guys, I think this was an awesome interview. I really love the presence of Coach Harper and everything she stands for. And I hope you guys find it beneficial as well. So here she is, three-time national champion at the University of Tennessee and, and current coach at Missouri State, Kelly Harper. Hey, Jordan, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, getting ready. Are all your players coming back to school soon? Or they stay for the summer? Um, most actually, of them? they're here and leave. Today's their last day of class for the summer. Okay. Because so, that's yeah. pretty typical, right? But they'll right? be back in a couple weeks, so yeah. Yeah. Um, remind me what school you're at again? I'm at currently at Missouri State. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I'm really excited to talk to you and kind of um, get your perspective, not only as somebody who went through an injury at a really key part of your career, but now to mm -hmm. be on the other side as a coach and to have to help some of your okay. student athletes go through it. So I think it's, great. yeah, it's going to be cool. And um, this all started because of Rochelle um, Albano. Is that how you say her last yeah, name? Yeah. Yeah. Rochelle and Regina. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you know them? I knew them from, um, they, they were Tennessee fans when okay. I played at the University of Tennessee and, you know, followed up, followed our career and then actually kind of followed me when I left and got into coaching. And, um, you know, it's just been a small world. They actually got to come up and visit. They're from New Jersey and they got to come and visit me in Missouri this past year. And um, we unfortunately have the common bond of having yes. multiple ACL injuries. So Yes. So they, Rochelle sent me a video of you guys um, when you played at Ten Tennessee in 97. You had someone document the whole season, and uh, I, I watched through that. And was that your first ACL? Was that some the – That was actually my second. Okay. I, my first one I did when I was um, a senior in high school, right before my senior year started, we had one scrimmage and a tour at, at a scrimmage. And um, – and then I did it again my beginning of my sophomore year of college. Okay. Um, and before we kind of started talking about that in Tennessee and playing there, which for, for me as a sports fan, I am like in awe that you got to play there. And because um, I remember growing up watching these Tennessee teams, right? And um, being in awe of Pat Summit and everything that she was all about. But 
were, are you from Tennessee originally or what, what was the, was this a, a team that you always wanted to play for as well? Um, I'm from Tennessee originally. Um, I did not grow up just uh, with my heart set on going to the University of Tennessee. Uh-huh. Um, I, but once I met Pat in person for the first time, I was blown away. Absolutely wanted to play for her because of her presence and um, just she's just a person that you're attracted to. You know, yeah. you want to be around that person. You want to be a part of what she had going on. And um, but once I met her, that's what I, I knew I wanted to do. That. And so when they offered me, I was able to able to commit pretty quickly. Yeah, I can only imagine yeah. what her, what her presence was like. I mean, you could almost sometimes feel her through the TV. So to be in the same room with her would was probably for you knowing so much about her growing up was probably a really cool moment when you first got to meet her. Yeah, it was. And, you know, for for her, like you said, you could feel it through the TV. You could you can feel it when she entered a room. You can feel it when she entered the gym. Um, her presence was just really um, heavy and you could you could really feel it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and she's a she was a gritty one. She's an ACL uh, clubber. She had an ACL back in the day. And, um, you know, I think because of that, I think she had a little bit of a uh, there's a little heartstring, I think, for, for people that had to go through that. Absolutely. There's definitely a, a common bond that we all have. And I think some of the – I was actually just recently talking to someone about how recruiting recruiting now and recruiting all these different athletes, like not that you want a player to be injured before coming to play for your school, but if they have gotten back from an injury, sometimes you're like they have what it takes to like push through adversity. Well, and you know that – if a if a player has done that, if a player has pushed through and they've fought through and they continue to play, there is a love for the game, mm-hmm. and you know they're they've had an easy out and they didn't take it. And I think you know for those kids, um, you, just the pure joy of playing basketball is really important to them. Mm-hmm. And recruiting for you, so you said you tore your ACL for the first time. You're going into your senior year of high school basketball was that when you were being recruited at that point or had that had you already committed to Tennessee at that point yeah I had actually already committed to Tennessee and this will give you a little bit more understanding of Pat Summit and who she is so um I tore my ACL on a Monday night and went to the doctor found out what had happened on um Tuesday and then on Wednesday I was supposed to sign my scholarship papers um we called Pat, first person we called Monday night. She wanted me to get in um, to see their doctor. So we we drove to Knoxville, Tennessee, about an hour and a half away, so I could see the doctor that Tennessee used. Um, they didn't even have to do an MRI. He just, you know, did the mm-hmm. test there, the manual test, and he said, well, you've torn your ACL. And uh, obviously, that's pretty devastating news for anybody. Um, but when you hear that, you, you just know how hard it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and so then the first person we called there was Pat Summit. And I remember my dad talking to her. I remember this vividly. He said, we understand if she cannot come to Tennessee now. We we get it. You don't have to honor that scholarship. And um, Pat said, Nope, we've offered her. She's coming here, and we want her to be part of this team, you know. But I do want her to go have 
surgery from with this guy with our doctor. Yeah. And that was that was what she asked, and uh, so that's what we did. I signed. Uh, I'm literally on crutches on Wednesday, wow. and I signed and, um, you know, did rehab. And and the way it worked for me, it's really a, a truly amazing story to be honest with yeah. you because I didn't know that at the time, but. So we would go to an hour and a half away to see the doctor. And then the Tennessee trainers, because of NCAA regulations, because I was still in high school, they could not rehab me. They could not do my rehab. Right. But what they did, they wrote me a program to do at home. Okay. My mother rehabbed me on our dining room table. What? I'm not kidding. <laughs> I mean, you talk about makeshift. I had no technology. I had no, you know, all the STEM, none of that, had none of that. Yeah. And then I would go in and I would revisit Tennessee and every, every about, it was on about every two or three weeks, uh-huh. I would go back over there and they would give me a new program to work on. And it was so funny because this is what happened. I, I went to see just a generic trainer and they said, okay, you're going to do, <clears throat> three sets of 15 leg raises, you know, mm-hmm. leg raises. How many leg raises oh, do you gosh. do when you're doing when you're ACL? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So she, the, 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 um, the physical therapy person told me three sets of 15. And I said, okay, no problem. So I'm talking to the athletic trainer at Tennessee. And I said, yeah, she told me, she said, we're going to do leg raises. I said, oh, great. She told me, yeah, she told me to do three sets of 15. And she started laughing. And she said, oh, no, 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 you're going to do three sets of 100 three times a day. <laughs> and right. I said, oh, you know, here's me. All you got to do is tell me what to do. I'll do it. Yeah. And she's like, I said, okay. So that was my, that was how much more my rehab consisted of. It was just the quantity. We didn't miss it. I'm telling you, we would get up. We would do work in the morning before school. We would do it afternoon. We would do it at night. My mother is not, has no medical background whatsoever Mm -hmm. and we absolutely got after it and I played my first game two months and three weeks after surgery oh my gosh well I know in this the your second one was like three months but the first one was second one was three months two months and what two months and three weeks and that was rehabbing at home yeah you you think it was I mean and and two one of the things that I you know this I I really liked this documentary for a lot of reasons like I felt like I was um, I don't know just cool like re, reliving some of the things that I would watch growing up these basketball games and um, also you, you know you mentioned it Pat and her energy but to see you and the kind of the underlying story that was about you and um, what was going on with you during this this what seemed to be a, a tough season for everyone until you kind of helped turn it, turn it around it from what it appeared. It was mm-hmm. cool to see um, you come back so quickly and there was, you had no swelling in your knee. And I was, I was astonished at that. Like, um, so one of the things I think is like, how did that happen? Like you must've been not, a, did you swell a lot during surgery initially or not? Not probably not terrible amount, yeah. a, li- a little bit. They told me I do remember both times they told me that we were going to push, 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 and the only reason we were going to slow down or stop was pain, swelling, or lack of range of motion. Uh huh. And um, I do remember a couple times um, I had a 
can't remember if it was the first one or the second one, um, but I had some pocket swelling that just wouldn't go down, and they absolutely slammed the brakes on because they said, we've got to get this out before we move on. And so there would be a day I couldn't do anything, and that mm-hmm. was just really hard. But yeah. um, And then I was at one point at somewhere I had a little bit of lack of range of motion, and so we had to stop until I could get that. And that was probably due to a little bit of – I had a little bit of swelling behind my uh, – behind my knee or behind my leg um, yeah. on the back uh-huh. just a little bit of pocket there and that was that was it, it just wasn't that bad um yeah. and I was very blessed to, to um you know to whether it's quick healer or you know I don't know exactly what it was but I was yeah. very very blessed to be able to do that and to have a doctor who was willing enough to give me the opportunity to play when I was ready. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't just a blanket time, ta- you know, just a generic timetable. It was, you know what? I, she looks good. She's ready. And right. It didn't have to be at a specific time. Now I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Cause obviously, I, you know, I would never question a doctor. I just had one that allowed me to do it. And But you I felt like, you felt like it was right because it was, it was specific to you. And yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I felt like they were actually uh, the the athletic trainer at Tennessee had such a great uh, rapport with the doctor. She also had great. It, it was the girl, right, with the great glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Jenny loved her. Uh, yeah, she Jenny Moshek, awesome, <laughs> yeah. awesome, awesome. Best best trainer, athletic trainer ever. Um, <laughs> but you, you know, she worked tirelessly, tirelessly, and and just. You know, she was like a proud parent when I would get to go in in the game, and um, you know, she it when it when I got hurt, it hurt her. You know, I mean, yeah. she's just that kind of person. And, yeah. Well, um, especially because they helped you in some ways. You know, they did. They kind of saw you through that first one as well. You know, right, you, right. You so when it, when I had the second one, um, she told me she my my mom was really struggling. Uh, when when we heard on the second one and Jenny went to my mom and she said, you don't have to do it this time. I've got it. And uh, I remember that. I remember Jenny telling my mom that and that's, you know, just those moments. I I don't, I don't have a great memory, but I do remember a lot of those because those were big deals. It was a big deal. Yeah. And for you, I mean, both, both injuries kind of flew by, but there, there had to be moments of struggle. And do you remember what, what was the hardest part to get through maybe mentally and maybe how you coped with those and and usually the mental things that are hardest are our inability to not play with our teammates and our friends and yeah, contribute, absolutely. right? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think for me, the way I approached that, because that was really hard, mm-hmm. um, the way I approached it was um, my season was now doing something different. It was, I was still, I still had my job. My, my job was not to score, handle the ball or pass. My job <laughs> was to go over there and do a hundred leg raises. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's how I kind of looked at it. I was working just as hard as they were. I mean, I was working just as hard, if not harder mm-hmm. than, than a lot of my teammates, but I just wasn't doing the same thing. And my goal was to get back and play. And, um, you know, Pat encouraged me my first, the, when I was in high school, she encouraged me. She said, um, she said, the the fastest I've ever seen is four months. She said, I want you to beat it. Oh. And I said, all right. I mean, so, you know, that was my challenge, and right. I did, you know. And um, 
And then the second one, they told me I had to go take it a little bit slower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, the second one, I was ready quicker on the second one than I oh, was yeah. on the first one. Really? I was. But they they did hold. They did want to hold me off a little bit longer on that one just because it was my second one. Uh-huh. But I was ready. I was further along, and I knew it. I was stronger. Right. Um, I think one of the harder things for me, especially on the first one, was when I came back out on the court, I didn't realize um, how much I was subconsciously giving to money. So uh, until I watched it, I was like, oh, I was limping. You know, yeah. I wasn't really limping, but I was dragging it a little bit. And and I didn't feel like I was doing that. Huh. So, you know, just to just getting over that, um, because you, it's not something I was actually consciously thinking of. It was something that right. um, was happening without me knowing it. And so just having to learn and play through that, that it took a while. Yeah. So it's, <clears throat> you know, you have your physical recovery where your leg and your knee and everything has to be strong and fit, but then your mental recovery is just as yeah. difficult because, you know, you're, your body's telling you something that your mind's not telling you and your heart's not telling you and you got to get them all on the same page. And right. um, that wasn't an easy thing to do. Right. Um, and it, the hard thing too is like when you talk about that where you, you don't even understand what you're giving, the power you're giving to your knee, right? And then do you think right. you watching yourself on video helped you kind of get through that mentally and and say no I'm strong enough like I don't need to give that any any more power than it needs like my body is whole again yeah oh I think the film was definitely it was critical for me honestly I thought man I am great (laughs) I I mean I am just as quick and then I watched and I was like oh my gosh no I'm not and it just really allowed me to realize I gotta I gotta think about this and like really let myself go and um so anyway, you know, it was. I thought that was very a critical piece for me, mm-hmm. for me yeah. to visually see what I was doing. Do you? And I don't know. You you mentioned your memory is not great, but do you remember like something um, that you latched onto mentally? Like maybe it was a quote or a saying that you said to yourself over and over again, or a book that you read potentially that really helped you get through the those process, both the injuries that. Um, I don't know. I, sometimes I feel like yeah. that's where I kind of would find an affirmation or something I would visualize that would help me through it. Um, for me, I'm the type of person that um, if you tell me what you need me to do, I'm just going to go do it. Okay. I don't. I don't have to be. Um, I don't have to be motivated. Right. You, you don't have to rah rah me. If you say. Kelly, we need you back in three months, and I'm going to work my tail off to get back. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely going to do exactly what you asked me to do. And if you tell me today I need to um, j- jump in the pool, I I swam, I yeah. rollerbladed. That was a big one for me, rollerbladed really? around the arena. Yep, in, on the inside concourse. We did it because it was a non-impact cardio. Uh-huh. And I was I was rollerblading up to an hour at a time, and we had no idea. It built my muscles quicker than any other thing I did. I was going to say that positioning is probably really good at strengthening, especially when you're defending basketball-wise. Like yeah. you're kind yeah. of in a similar like um, yeah. defensive – like when you're pushing on a rollerblade, like you're down and your quads and your yeah. butt are burning. <laughs> 
It was um, it was a great exercise for me. But again, no matter what was asked of me, like yeah. I didn't have to have it. And that's just that's just the, kind of the type of person I am. Mm-hmm. So it was just a matter of okay, the the second one I drew from my experience of the first one. Yep. You know, I can't sit around here and have a pity party. I've just got to get after it and do it. Right. This is, and I went to that, I went to that mode very quickly after the second one. Um, I was like, okay, let's get in and do some rehab. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was just. I went there really quickly. Um, the hard part, I think that's the good part about if you actually have to have multiple ones, multiple mm-hmm. surgeries. The good part is you do know what you have to do, and you just kind of go there. Um, the hard part is you know what you have to do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, think, I say that all the time, so too. It, it's good and it's bad um, knowing what you have to do. So, mm-hmm. um, and your so your second injury, you're you're at Tennessee. You said you're a sophomore, and it was at the beginning of the year. It was, yeah. It was actually, I think it was um, either one or two days right before preseason practice started. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the timing of both your injuries are so interesting, right? Like the one mm-hmm. right before you signed to go to Tennessee and you still get your your scholarship, and this one right before a year where you guys had just won a national championship the year before. Mm-hmm. And now you're pro- you're all probably feeling like pretty good, right? And then you get injured. But if you get injured at any other time in the season, like that's a different season, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you hate to. I missed half of. I missed my entire senior year, year in high school. I played in six postseason games. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. And my sophomore year of college, I missed the first half of the season, um, and. But I was able to come back and make a difference, and um, we ended up winning a national championship that year. Yeah. Uh, the other girl that played a point guard, I played point. The other girl that played point, this is, I think we played together. She played all the first parts of the games, and then we had about four games. I think we played both of us healthy, and then mm-hmm. she got hurt. Yeah, and she hurt and her I knee. And I had to finish the season. Yeah, yeah, she hurt. It wasn't an ACL, but yeah. she had hurt her knee. Yeah. So we um, – you know, if either of us gets hurt at the same time, I mean, right? the season's completely different. So it was... Um, and it was not like a... I mean, to be a player who's not playing at the first half of that season, not to not to say it would be easier if you were on the court, because you guys, I mean, you, you had just won a national championship, and that's a really hard place to be in, especially the next season, right? Because it doesn't matter who you're playing. Like, they're saying Tennessee on the... On the um, on their calendar right. and they're like, that's the game we want to win. Right. And yeah, it was absolutely. a hard first half of the season. And for you, you, there's not much to do, right? Like and that is, that is a helpless feeling. It's yeah. very helpless. You know, you're encouraging your teammates best you can. You don't want them to see you down. Um, you try to stay engaged as much as possible. I did not go on one. There was one trip we went, I had a big math test and I asked if I could stay home and, and not miss my math test because I'm really getting anxious about that. But for the most part, um, I was with them as much as I could be. But you're just not in the trenches with them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're there and you try to be there. But it's not the same. It's yeah. not the same as going through the hard practices and going through the film sessions and you getting you particular or specifically getting grilled. It's not right. like you you know, winning that big game or losing that big game. I mean, it's, 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 and that's hard. That is really hard to stay apart and engaged. I know as a coach, when we have players that are injured, once we can get them to a point, we try to keep them engaged in practice and in games as much as possible. And if that means they just need to stand there and 
be a passer uh, or be a, just a rebounder. You know, we because you you can feel so isolated. You know, when you are injured and you're not out there with your team. Yeah, and that's a a really good point because I think it is it's important to one like every every person is going to be different, but like the sometimes pulling people and bringing them and keeping them involved can help them get out of that isolated, almost depressed feeling of like, I'm all alone in this. Like, no, you can still help us out. I agree. I agree with that tremendously. I think that's, you know, everybody's different and Mm -hmm. some people can handle those moments better than others, but I don't think you can just assume that people can get through that alone. I think you've got to be there and try to help them find ways to contribute and be part of something greater than what they're doing. Yeah. So you go from this like kind of hopeless feeling to then coming back in three months and you play your first game. And um, do you remember that game specifically of, of how much you helped your team? I remember both uh, after both of my ACLs, I remember both first games back. Yeah. Um, I came off the bench. I remember checking in and I remember shaking because I was so excited, not nervous, excited <laughs> yeah, that I yeah. was getting to play. And I actually, the really, really cool thing for me, I don't even know where it is now, but um, I have pictures of both of those games of me checking in. Cool. And getting to, getting to get back. And that, those are meaningful moments. Those may be only meaningful to me, my parents, and my athletic trainer. But those were very meaningful moments. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I remember, you know, when I was at oh, both places, they got a, Got a really great ovation mm-hmm. when I got in the game. Um, just And then, you know, at Tennessee specifically, I remember making a shot at the end of the game and the players came out and celebrated with me. We won both games easily. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, just, just you know, it was just good to get back to doing what I could do. And such a nice feeling to feel like you're not only back but contributing and to know that your teammates are happy for you to be back too I think that's a really scary thing like what if I'm not what I was or you know and for a lot of people it doesn't happen in the first game but it happens eventually and like you feel like you're to have your teammates behind you as well is a huge part of it yeah to me I think you have to have you have to have patience with yourself but at the same time you've got to have no patience with the injury. I don't know how to explain that. You've got to be able to push mm-hmm. and not accept um, just sitting back and letting it happen. Yeah. You've got to actually go out and make it happen. But you also, you've also got to see big picture and have patience with yourself to get back to where you were. It's, it's, that's, it's that's such a, it's like a balance beam, right? You're it like, is. I got to stay up Absolutely. here and like kind of push this edge of like, am I doing too much? Or am I listening to my body and where can I find that happy medium where I'm like perfectly balanced and in, in doing both of those things? Right. Uh, listening to your body is a good thing. And, I, you know, that's something that I didn't know how to do early on. I just listened to the, the trainers who told me what to do. And, and as, I've gotten, or your mom. as I got older, <laughs> or my mom, yeah, you're right. As I got older, I, you know, I was able to do that a little bit better. And um, probably, again, while well, I was probably better in my second rehab than I was my first. Yeah. Um, it's such a cool story. And you, you mentioned you guys go on to kind of, I mean, the, the season turned around at that point and y'all went to win a national championship and it's, how did you, was that, so that was your second of how, did you win two or more than two? When yeah, you were three, we won three, three in a row. So that wow. was the, um, that was the hard one. I mean, just, you know, coming back from injury, having so many losses in the season and 
really not click until the end, and then we all put it all together, um, figured it out, and then the year after we went thirty nine and zero. So I mean, it was just you know we were able to experience a lot of different things. Oh my gosh, that is that's incredible! What a cool, what a cool collegiate career that you got to be a part of and to play for such an iconic coach. Um, I'm sure you think about her often when you're coaching as well. But um, was it just a year ago that she passed? Yeah, it was. Yeah, a little, just a little over a year ago. Yeah, yeah, and, it was, yeah it's really sad. Um, yeah. I've got a lot of pictures of her in my office, and um, you know, just still still doesn't seem real. But it also yeah. didn't, didn't seem real that she that she had uh, early Alzheimer's, and uh, you know, it was just she's somebody that you put on a pedestal. And right. In my mind, that's where she'll always be. Yeah, absolutely. I just lost recently a coach of mine as well who. Um, you know, an iconic soccer coach, Tony DeChico, and I feel the same way. Like, I think they had a lot of similarities in them that they would push you until you would cry sometimes. But it was always with this belief that they knew what you were capable of and they weren't going to settle for anything below that. I think that's a great gift. A great coach can see right. what you can be and, right. and then they can get you there. Yeah. Um, what was, so now you, were there opportunities to play? Did you play after college or were you at the, the um, point of where like you kind of found that you wanted to be a coach? Uh, both. I was drafted and I okay. did play in the WNBA for four minutes. Okay. Um, before we played one game, I got four minutes. So I am a former professional athlete, okay. um, in case you're wanting to tell anyone that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but then I didn't make the didn't make the rosters past that time, and then um, so went right into coaching. and And I knew I wanted to coach, and I was completely okay with it. You know, I, I felt like the the injuries that I had, and and I had a couple of smaller injuries, and in, in the pros that I realized, okay. I yeah. get it. <laughs> right. It's it's time to move on. Yeah. Um, do you feel like your injuries and being on the sideline and watching your team and learning more about the game? Because there's always an uh, you're a bit, like there's an opportunity in injury, right? You you get to see so much more. Even if you're doing your exercises on the side of the court, you're you're watching and listening and watching them play in a game, and you're learning how to kind of get through different. Uh, maybe system that beat different teams just from a different point of view. Right. Um, do you yeah, feel I like think, your injury think, helped with your want to coach or. Not my want to, I, I knew I wanted to, okay. um, yeah. I knew I wanted to when I was a sophomore in high school. I okay. knew early on that's what I wanted to do. My dad was a coach. So it kind of was a natural progression for me. Um, I tell you what the thing I, I do vividly remember um, learning when I was at the university of Tennessee and I was not playing um, in games, I would be I would be able to be closer to the coaches and listen more to the coaches than I had ever been able to do as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the way that Pat Summit addressed and um, spoke to her assistants and the way that she needed and wanted feedback from them during the games, it was just, a, here's the best coach in the country, and she's asking for help. And right. I, I, that was just a very um, telling moment for me to understand how she utilized her assistants. We had great assistant coaches, and she used them. And right. that's something that I don't know that I would have seen firsthand uh, the depth of that had I not been injured. Yeah, and the humility in that, I think – Humility is such a strong trait, and 
some of the best leaders have that. And that, I mean, to me to say, I don't know everything. Can you help me? It's such a cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and just, you know, just being able to, to watch, watch how the team was coached from a different perspective, even if it was mm-hmm. just for three months, it yeah. was, you know, a different perspective. So. Right. That was good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you've coached at, you're at um, Missouri State now, you said. Where did you coach before getting there? Um, let's see. I've just finished here for four years. Um, I was at NC State for four years. I was at Western Carolina for five years. And prior to that, I was an assistant coach at UT Chattanooga and at Auburn. Okay. Um, so I've had been able to um, be with some, some really good programs and some really good coaches yeah um what what a cool transition too and you talk of I I mean so much of what we do as as coaches I coach some soccer but as well um after being a player you you pick up these things from your coaches do you say do you say anything to your team that you're like that's a total like patism like something that pat instilled in me that now I still you know carry on Every every year, I'm I coach sure my team. that I do, and yeah. I think the, I think the funniest thing is she's she's from Tennessee, and right. um, our our accents sound very similar, and uh, I think that as much as I've had a lot of people come up and say on occasion I would do something that reminded them of Pat, you know, and whether it's because I just picked it up from her, um, whether there were some similarities there, or whether it was just both of us from Tennessee and we Mm -hmm. sound alike, you know, um, I don't go out trying to be her. Um, I I do think that that would, um, that wouldn't come across, um, well, as much as I would love to be her, I would absolutely love to be her. Um, I have to be me and, you know, I can take things I learned from her and utilize those and implement those. But, um, you know, I, I, I would, I've had a player to come up and say, that was that was very much like that. <laughs> so it's uh, I take that as a compliment any time that ever happens. Yeah, and now for you know the past, I can't do that math really quickly, but like fifteen plus years, right? You've been coaching in in various mm-hmm. um, states and with various programs, and you've had to lead this group of women every single year. You know, bring them together, and a lot of the times injuries do happen. And how do you, as a coach, do you feel like having been injured, it gives you a different sense of empathy and a different sense of um, how you deal with it than other coaches that you've had? Um, you know, I think um, I I played on two torn ligaments in my ankle. Um, my ACL rehabs were faster than anybody else's I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, my view might be a little skewed, <laughs> you know, my personal view. So I don't know that, uh, that I, that I really need to use my personal experience. Now yeah. I can share with them. I've been through what you're going through. And I right. think that means a lot, you know, for them to understand that. But in terms of, you know, um, my view is always going to be a little bit skewed based on my experience. And I know that fortunately, thank goodness. I know that, um, that I can't walk out there and expect, um, our players to be back on the court in two months and three weeks after an ACL injury. Right. You know, it's, that's just not, that's just not what needs to happen or does happen. And, um, you know, for, I think it's important that I understand that and yeah. realize that, you know, that may 
not happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying ever because it will, but this is not the norm, and I know that. Yeah, you are. You're a little super, a little superhuman. <laughs> you must have a high pain tolerance too, because your ankle. Um... Yeah, I, I think I do. They, they, you know, they always said you do. I don't know how anybody can ever judge that. Yeah, I don't you either. Know. I'm like, that's, I, I don't. Don't know. we all just um, deal with pain? So I, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I, I'm not sure anybody will ever know. <laughs> Um, so you guys, you mentioned you have a little break right now, but then you come back and, um, I mean, obviously you had goals as a player to accomplish that you did. I mean, you won three national championships now as a coach, what do you aspire to do? And what is your, um, I don't know, what do you hope to instill in these people that you are coaching every year? Yeah, that's a, you know, I think one where I'm hired here to to win games and graduate young women and prepare them for the next step. And um, we hope we're doing that. Obviously, for us, winning a championship is a big deal. And playing the NCAA tournament is a big deal. We were able to do that, not this past season, but the year before. Uh Um, We want to get back to that point. Um, And then, you know, you you want to see your players walk away and be happy and have really enjoyed their time and um, still love the game when they're done. I think that means that they've really enjoyed themselves, and then also just be great um, uh, citizens from the yeah. in on the classroom, and um, and and hopefully all their experiences, both good and bad, will allow them um, a, to have a bright future. Yeah. Well, I'm just from talking to you. I'm sure you have a a, a great impact on these young athletes, and it's cool to see. You know, there's not, and I don't know if basketball is different than soccer is, but there's not a lot, you know, not as many numbers as you would think of, of females taking the, the step from being a player to being a coach. And um, it's just, a, it's hard, right? And it's, there's a lot of different demands in life that are different from men and women. And I think whenever I see a woman as a head coach anywhere, I am like in awe of them. And I feel like it's really good for our sports and just to have mentors who are head coaches as women is, I don't think we understand how big of an impact that has on other people's lives. So. I agree. For me to have seen Pat Summit be as successful as she was yeah, and um, to be a mother and a wife and um, a coach and friend and sister and daughter and all those things. And I felt like she did everything always with grace and, uh, you know, she was superwoman. Um, but to have seen somebody do that, just real, makes you think, you know, I can do that too. Mm-hmm. And whether I can be superwoman, I'm not saying I can be superwoman, but I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm a coach and I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I'm a daughter and sister. I'm all those things too. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I want our players to not ever hold themselves back from anything, whether it's coaching or any kind of job or, or whatever they want to do in the future because they're a woman or because they're married or because they're a mother, mm-hmm. you know, I want them to understand that they can do it. Yes. I love that, Kelly. I love it. I am excited. Now I have a new team to root for. <laughs> there you go. It sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to watch you play. I really um, appreciate you opening up and talking a little bit about this. It's, it's interesting just to see, you know, different perspectives on the, on how you get back from an injury, because that's the crazy thing about any kind of injury, but especially ACLs, right? No, no two are the same, even for you having to, right. and for me having to, they're, they're not the same. So we can't compare ourselves with each other, but we can help each other out by figuring out the commonalities in it and what we kind of leaned on during times that were 
um, difficult. So I, I, yeah. I really appreciate you sharing. Yep. Encourage each other and uh, find something daily to yes. be excited about. Exactly. It helps the process go by. And it's just, yes, it it's, helps life, right? It helps with life. Yeah, it's it a good, good way to get through life, too. Um, all right. Well, you enjoy uh, the rest of your day, and I look forward to watching you, you guys play this year. All Best right. Of luck. Thanks a lot, Jordan. Great yeah. talking to you. Okay. You too, Kelly. Bye. I loved that interview. I thought Kelly Harper was really informative. I thought she was realistic and how she got through her injuries and knowing that now as a coach that that's not something that everybody is going to go through. How she was kind of mentioning that she had a skewed view of what injury recovery was, but I think her empathy and her ability to communicate with her student athletes that they are going through something tough and she knows that it's tough because she's been there is enough to create a, a commonality, a bond between them. And that's really important as a coach, I think, just to make sure that you're telling the kids that you're coaching that, yeah, whatever they're going through, whether it's an injury of an ACL or uh, playing on torn ankle ligaments like Kelly was, that it's hard and it's okay for it to be hard and you appreciate the hard work that they're putting in and the commitment that they're having, whether they're traveling with the team every week, like Kelly said she was when she was injured, or they're respecting the time that they need away if they have a math test or if they have something where they need to be away from the team a little bit, that you respect their decisions and you trust that they're doing what's best for them and therefore it's best for the team. But I just think that the ability to support them it comes from a place of empathy and I think Kelly really embodies that really well. I loved talking to Kelly. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have a coach in your life that you feel like this could help or just someone who appreciates the process of getting through an injury, I would love for you guys to share it and just send them the link in iTunes and let's see how many people can listen to this because Kelly Harper has a awesome story and it's not often that you win three NCAA championships and in the middle of it you tear your ACL and you're out half a season. Just the hard work, determination and the team that was around her that supported her really helped her get back and I think that as coaches, as players, we all can respect that team idea of of getting back to full strength is not just you it's everyone surrounding you as well i hope you guys are enjoying the series of information for everybody that's in your supporting crew from parents to the player to coaches and teammates i think that this is a really cool series that we're doing because we understand that you can't get through this alone like we just mentioned so if you have someone you want us to interview make sure you post it in the reviews we're going to check the reviews and give us five stars if you like what you're hearing, if you have suggestions, whatever. I want to hear it. I want this to be something that you guys enjoy and you guys are getting the most out of. And for me, it's just fun. It's great to interview these people and just see how they get through different challenges in life because in challenge lies opportunity. And that's why I love scars so much. They are our symbol that we have been challenged and we took it as an opportunity to get better. So thank you guys so much and until next time, go show your scars with pride.